The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Got a fun episode for you guys today. We're going to talk about the time versus money myth and specifically how it pertains to trading. We're also going to talk about why it's important to have a long-term outlook on your success, meaning focusing on your actions now that are going to set you up for the future instead of looking for that instant gratification. I promise you it's going to be a good one. Check it out. Hope you enjoy. Euro yen and pound yen, um, two different types of head and shoulders and, and had a good a good conversation on strategies and getting started and something better than nothing and patience and quality over quantity, all that fun stuff. Um, but good first session. Um, George says, going back on what you suggested on changing my style of trading, if it's not producing for me, I initially began with trend trading and found that at this point in time, I'm not comfortable with taking losses before that one winner wipes them all out. Now, that doesn't have to be the case in trend trading. Understand that. It depends on your trend trading style. So I do have a trend trading style that doesn't involve a 17% win rate like the turtle trader. So um, not all trend trading is the same, right? We, we hear of stories like Richard Dennis and the turtle traders and um, you know your, your, your stock market trend is your friend, buy and hold forever type of traders. Um, where maybe you have a 20% hit rate, you got to take, you know, eight out of 10 losses. Um, that's, that's not necessarily the case. You can be a trend trader with a win percentage above 50%. Um, so don't assume that it's the, that, that it's the same way as, as what we always read in the books. I mean, again, again, you could be a pullback trader with a high win percentage, um, and not be in that situation. Um, um, trying to figure out right, uh, one word. Uh, that's what made me switch to counter trend. I've also thought about going down to day trading time frames to increase the frequency. Again, it's all about the frequency. It's all that's the number one goal. Um, but I also don't want to disregard the daily time frame, knowing that the higher time frames, the more quality to trade opportunity go in your favor. So let, let me ask you this: Why why is the frequency so important? Let me let, uh, maybe I should rephrase it like this because Duncan brought this up. Would you rather have What's more important, the frequency of trading or the return on investment? Because it's it seems like the frequency is the number one thing for you. Like it seems over return on investment, over profitability, the number one thing is I have to trade. And, and that is how most, I mean, most traders feel that way. But you, you can ask the room because they feel the same way, right? Every conversation we have, it comes back to, I have to trade. I have to trade, this desire to trade. One option that you may want to do is trade your strategy, right? Trade your strategy and then open up a demo account and just day trade on a demo account. Fulfill that, that need to to trade, to be involved in the market, because that's what it is. We we have to be involved. We have to be doing something. We don't feel like a trader. Fulfill that need on a demo account. Or fund like a really small account, something with like 
enough money, just your play around money, if, if, if it has to be a live trade. But, it, but the more and more we talk, it, all, it always comes back to the same thing. It, it seems like the frequency is the most important thing. I, I, I have to have a certain amount of trades. I have to have this many trades. I have to have that many trades. And again, frequency is important, guys, right? You need frequency. Again, I knew a trader who was, he had a system that was 90% correct, but it only offered two opportunities a year. Like, so there is a, there is a scale and that scale is going to be different for each person. Would I ever trade something that gave two opportunities a year? Heck no. Right? So there, there is a, a balance where there's too little frequency and too much frequency, right? Too little frequency would mean there's not enough room to kind of take in your 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 especially your human errors like two trades a year if you miss one a year you've missed half your trading opportunities if that if you miss a winner like you need that winner to to make your bigger picture whole um too much trade then you get overwhelmed and you make mistakes right so there is that balance and that balance is going to be different for each person but the impression that i'm getting is that everything we go to it's never hey it doesn't return enough for the 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 expectancy isn't high enough it's always the frequency the frequency the frequency and the question would be i guess what what is what is the right frequency for you what type of frequency do you need because because we we've given you ways to increase frequency without necessarily sabotaging yourself but what what frequency do you need what what would be a what would fulfill that desire let me ask you that And George says the return is most important, but 10 trades per year as a new trader going live, I think I will get rusty. I'm okay with five trades per month. I don't need a lot, but I don't want to sit on my hands for a month. Well, <clears throat> you're only going to get rusty if you're not doing anything else. I mean, you're, 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 you're still so young in this trading game. I mean, look, so let's, let's put it like this. So I've been trading for 15 years, right? So you can say that I've got some experience. Do you know what I still do every day? I go into charts and I just look randomly and work on stuff. So you're only going to get rusty if you just, if you decide to shut things down. If you decided, hey, I've got this strategy. I'm going to trade this strategy. I'm only going to look at my charts five minutes a day for this strategy. And I'm not going to do anything else. That's how you get rusty. If you continue to practice and build your skills, you're not going to get rusty. Look at professional athletes, right? If a professional athlete says, I'm just going to play on match day. I'm just going to play on game day and I'm not going to do anything else. Yeah, they'll, they'll get rusty. But do professional athletes do that? No. What do they do? They still go to practice in between games. Do they not? So the practice is what allows you to stay on point, to, to stay sharp, to improve and evolve. It's not the live trading, Right. So if you're worried about getting rusty, you need to worry about yourself not doing the other things that you need to do. You need to worry about not doing continued education. You need to worry about not doing top-down analysis each day. Because even in the act of top-down analysis, that's practice. The other day we asked, you know, um, you asked a question about, do I still do my top-down analysis even if I know there's nothing relevant on the chart? Yes, because it's, it's a rep. It's a rep. It's one more rep that I get in the market. It's one more rep. That's one more, one more time I go to the weight room and lift some weights. Does my body good? Even if there's nothing there. Keeps you sharp. 
So that's where the rust comes from. The rust comes from not doing any of the other stuff that you should be doing in the background. The actual live trading is such a small percentage. Again, if, if we look, look at the amount of time I spend in the market each week or each month versus the amount of trades I get. Right. So let, let's let's just do a quick some quick math on that. Right. So I do the live room, what, three days a week. And we'll, we'll count the Q&A in that because we're always doing we're doing. Um, well, no, we'll, we'll do the live room three days a week. Right. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We're typically in here like two hours. Right. So that's six hours a week of live room. Right. There's another. Let's just call it a half an hour of pre-market. Let's call it an hour of pre-market and post-market analysis each day. So that's going to be four days a week because not Friday, right? But I guess you can five days a week because you count the weekend, right? So now that's five more hours there. So that's what? That's 11 hours. Let's count the Q&A on Monday as another, we at least go an hour. So that's 12 hours, all right? So let's 12 hours a week and let's not even, we'll, we'll put in what? Another three hours a week of just, you know, random time here of just me doing stuff in the market, looking at random charts, working on something, right? So 15 hours a week, I think is fair. Just on these very quick, <laughs> quick examples. 15 hours a week, right? Four weeks in a month, 60 hours a month on the charts. Probably more than that, but 60 hours a month on the charts. Now, I probably get about what? Maybe 15 trades a month. So if we look at those 15 trading opportunities, if we just look at that as pre-market analysis, which was an hour, five hours a week. So that's 20 hours a month. That could be said went towards my trading, even though most of that pre-market analysis ends up being nothing. But let's just say 20 hours a month goes towards like actual trading opportunities. Again, it's probably a lot less. But even with that, that is a third of my time, right? A third of my time is actually spent on trading. The other two thirds is... On the other stuff, practice, sharpening, just to give some perspective, not getting rusty. Um, Dungus says, um, I think you're confusing practice and growing your skill and growing your account. You can feed your need to practice in a demo account and by backtesting strategy development, I would add as well. Going through courses, practical application, yep. <clears throat> While growing your account with the trading that you're good at now. Yeah, and that's the, that's the business side that we were talking about. If you're going to practice anyway, why not practice while you're making money in the background? If I'm going to invest 60 hours a month in my trading, right? I'm making money during those 40 hours that I'm not actually trading. This is why trading is a cool thing because you can literally make money when you sleep overnight. But investing, you can literally be making money. Like if you have a position on right now, you can literally be making money while you're doing something else. So you're practicing a new strategy or a new concept here on the pound yen while the position you have on the dollar yen is making money. You are literally making money in the background <clears throat> while you're doing something else. Right? That is entrepreneurship or that is business ownership. Right. A business owner, a business makes money without the owner actually being there. That is the difference between being self-employed and being a business owner. If you're self-employed, you have to technically be working in order to in order for your business to be making money. If you are a business owner, your business is running. In the background while you're not actually there. 
So at some point you've got to, you you've got to you've got to address this issue of why is frequency so important? And what is the frequency that you need? And then what are you going to do about it? Because we can't keep using it as an excuse or you're going to be bouncing around for from every strategy in the world. But you got to get started someplace and you're never going to have the frequency you want when you just get started. Because if you're doing things the right way, you're only going to start with one thing. So you got to you got to address this. We, we've, we've given you our help. We've given you our opinions. Now it's it's up to you. Is frequency or lack thereof going to be an excuse for never trading anything? Or are you going to create your frequency by trading something, continuing to learn and then trading something else? We, we can't help you with that part. You said, makes sense. I don't plan on stopping my education. What I'm referring to is actual trading and growth of the account while live trading. Well, if what you're trading is making money, are you not growing your account? And, and again, I, I think this is, this is the whole time versus dollars myth as well. I think the other idea is that the more I trade, the more money I'll make. Is that actually true, guys? I would actually argue the opposite. The more you, the more you trade, and there's a, there's, again, there's a balance in this, but the more you trade, there also runs the risk of you making less. Especially if the trades that you're taking aren't trades that you're supposed to be taking. So again, it's, 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 a, it's time versus money, right? And this goes back to business owner and employee, right? A lot of us have the employee mindset because at some point in our life, I'm pretty sure we were all employees. And employees, if you're an employee, if you're getting paid hourly, how do we make more money, right? If you were at a job and you get paid hourly, how do you, and you're not happy with your paycheck, what do we do to make more money? We pick up more hours, right? Hey boss, how can I work more? Can I come in an hour early? Can I leave an hour later? Can I get overtime? Yeah, I'll work on Christmas, right? We are, we are taught and it's ingrained in our head that in order to make more, we have to work more. We, I talk to a lot of people about personal finance and it's, it's the same thing. You know, they're, they're stuck in a hole, they have debt and all this stuff, they're trying to get out of credit card debt and their solution is, okay, I'm just gonna work more. And we're like, well, that doesn't really solve the problem, right? Because you're just gonna work more and you're just gonna spend more, right? You still got these poor spending habits, so you're just gonna work more and, and it's not really gonna make a difference, right? We have to change our mindset, right? You are not an employee as a trader, right? You are an entrepreneur. You are a, a business owner. Your, your job is to ask yourself, how can I make more by investing and, and work less, right? So here's a good example. I told you during the COVID, and this, this, COVID kinda, and this was the goal all along, but COVID kind of pushed everything forward a little bit. I stopped day trading. Like my, my intentions in life, I actually never wanted to be a day trader because of those reasons, right? Of time freedom. But I stopped day trading, right? And my, my goal was to shift day trading to something on the daily chart. Because here's the deal. In my day trading, I have to invest a few hours each day to the market, right? I have to invest at least two hours. I was doing three at the time. But three hours a day, four days a week to the live markets. So 12 hours a week. 
if I can produce the same amount on a chart on a daily strategy, let's say a daily chore, for example, if I can produce the same amount trading the daily chore, where I literally have to invest 10 minutes a night, what's the better option? If I'm making the same amount of money, but I'm investing 12 hours a week versus, what would the other one be? Versus one hour a week. It's a no-brainer. If, if your boss gave you the option, hey, you can work 12 hours this week for this amount. for You can work 12 hours a week for $100. Or you can work one hour a week for $100. Hmm. What would you do? But what about time versus money? But if I'm working more, shouldn't I make more? It's a myth. It's a myth. It, it, it doesn't have to be that way. It could be that way. Don't get me wrong. But it doesn't have to be that way. And, and as investors, we shouldn't think that way. Our ultimate goal would be how can I make the same return by doing less work? Duncan shouldn't want to spend 30 hours a day a week looking at charts if he can do the same thing by spending 15 hours. Because the whole point of trading, at least for most of us, you know, it is to make money, but it's also to to free up our lifestyle to do the things we want to do. And that comes from freeing up time. We got our other jobs to make money <laughs> and work more. <laughs> we want time. Trading allows us time. Investing allows us time. That's something that other jobs don't necessarily do because other jobs you kind of you're required to do certain things, right? I love track and field. I coach track and field. That's something that trading gave me the time to do, right? I have to be at practice. I guess I don't have to, but if I want the results one, I have to be at practice for whatever hours a day. Like there's no, there's a different freedom there. I don't, I can't necessarily be like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to be at practice for 10 minutes today and expect the same results as, as if I were at practice for two hours. I can't do that in coaching. I can't do that in another job where I have a massive amount of paperwork or I have to make a delivery. I have to put in those hours there. Trading, we have options. We have options. We have flexibility. That's the coolest thing. It's, it's complete freedom. Complete freedom. Um, real quick, going back to some of these questions. I need to get the mindset quality over quantity. Um, Duncan says, I think you're forcing, you're, oh, sorry, you're, I think you're focusing on the issue. Um, I got hung up with for a while. I started trading live with a smaller dollar account and focused on trading being the only way, um, trading like having more trades being the only way to increase the account size to a point where I can stop doing other things. Um, that, this, uh, that became a distraction and I had to work on simply focusing on getting good at trading and aim to develop a positive equity curve. Equity curve. Yeah. And I, and I was the same way, Duncan. I think, I think the majority of traders were like that. I think most of us come in and we're full steam, like, let's just do it as much as we can. Let's go. We got to build this thing as quickly as possible. And sometimes slower is quicker. Sometimes. Sometimes. Um, now I put aside a small portion of my money. I earn consulting as my trading account grows money. So I have a growth path um, to my account that does not distract me focusing on getting better or detract me, excuse me, I'm from focusing and getting better on the trading skill. Um, Joseph, it makes a lot of sense. So the solution for you was to continue furthering your education. I assume you naturally add it um, to your trading and your skill increase. Um, Dougie says, yep. So, I mean, here's the thing. And look, again, I'll take my example. So when I first started trading, I said this before, 
like on my, my good path of trading. I traded a single thing. That is it. I had one way to trade the market. One single way. One single way. One thing. There was only one thing. One specific thing I could look for in the market. That was it. And I got good at that one thing. And that one thing started producing me profit. And as I continued to educate myself as a trader, because I'm a trading nerd, like I want to get better. I, I, I just love the markets. I, you know, to this day, I still get better or try to get better. Um, I started adding other things. So I started adding things that complemented it. So I added another thing. And then years later, another thing. And then years later, another thing, right? To the point where you see where I'm at now, where I have multiple ways to attack the market. Trend continuation, counter trend, head and shoulders, breakout patterns, advanced patterns, right? But this all came over time. It didn't come at once. I didn't, I didn't put my trading on hold for 10 years until all of this was ready. No, I did one thing at a time, then I added another, added another, added another, and then you fast forward through the years, and now I have a massive amount of ways to attack the market. And this is what increased my frequency. My frequency is still low, but this is what increased it in comparison to trading a single thing. Now I have options. Now I can, if the market's doing this, I can trade this. If the market's in this, I can trade this. And now there's more opportunities I can take advantage of, but I did it one at a time. Because if I would have tried everything at once, I would have become overwhelmed. I would have become maybe okay at a bunch of different things. Probably would have missed a lot of different setups. Same thing happened when I had a 20-pair portfolio. Me and my buddy Roy traded 20-pair portfolios. We made all types of mistakes because we couldn't watch 20 pairs at the same time because we were new traders trying to do too much. So that was my accountability buddy. And we made a pat. We said, hey, we're going to knock it down to 10 and get fully focused on this 10. And, and as we develop, if we feel more comfortable... We'll, we'll add more. Now, again, for me, instead of adding more pairs, I just added more strategies because I like that flexibility as far as like market conditions go with, with having more things to trade because I got annoyed with seeing things in the market that I would make predictions about but couldn't get involved in. I still get annoyed about that. That's what drives me to add more because I can see things. I can make some pretty darn good predictions and I can't actually get involved and that makes me mad. It makes me angry. But it takes time. It's not going to happen all at once. Not going to happen all at once, right? Sports analogy, my kid just, uh, he's, he's getting more, I think he likes soccer, right? He's been playing soccer a lot. One of the things we're going to do this summer is we're going we're gonna to teach him a move. And we're going to spend one week, we're going to teach him one move each week. And we're going to practice it. We're going to go on YouTube, we're going to find a simple move, and we're going to teach him one move a week. He's going to practice that move, and then once he gets good at that move, then we'll add a different move. But if I tried to teach him 20 different moves at the same time, he's going to malfunction. If we sit in the house and we look at 20 different YouTube videos of 20 different moves, he's going to malfunction because he, he can't take in all that information at once. So he's got to focus on one thing. And then once he gets good at that one thing, then we'll add something else to that thing. And over time, weeks, months, years, hopefully if he keeps training and he keeps loving it, He'll have an arsenal of tools in his toolkit to use. Are we in this for the long haul? Are, 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 is this a temporary thing? Are we, are we trading? Are we trading for? Do we plan on trading for a month? Do we do we plan What's on trading on, for a couple days? Right? Or do we plan on trading for years?
again, just like a business. When you start a business, is this business going to be open for a month? Is this business going to be open for a year? Or is it going to be generational? We have time. We have time. Right? We don't need to get to that long-term goal right now. Right? We need to measure out the specific tactics that it's going to take to get there. And I know it's hard for you to hear that. But again, take it from someone that started in the same position as you guys. And I, I never would have thought I'd be here in 15 years. But the two years that I struggled and even the years that I was in my beginning phases of trading, it, it, it seems like a completely different age. Because you'll before you know it, you'll be 10 years in. And before you know it, you'll look back at yourself and be like, man, I used to just do that. That's silly. Some of you guys are like that right now. You look at some of the stuff you maybe did off of YouTube. And you're like, wow, what was I doing? So you, you do have time. You do. You do have time. So just the, the thing is, you want to get the ball rolling. You don't want to waste time. As, as soon as you get the ball rolling, the rest gets easier because you have that momentum going. So you have you have time. Good combo. So I hope this episode gave you something to think about. I hope if you are someone who is kind of instant gratification like and I, I want it now, I need to do everything I can to make money right now. I hope it kind of got you off that path and, and got you thinking about what success really looks like. Speaking of being successful, if you want to put yourself in the position to be successful, I would recommend heading over to our website, www.tier1trading.com and checking out some, if not all, of the content that we have available. Again, that's www.tier1trading.com. Check it out right now.